Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Big Honker Podcast. Go to our Patreon account. It is all behind the scenes, uh, all access type shit. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, clips are between one minute to three minutes, and we do three clips a week. So three bucks a month is all you got to pay, and then there are some giveaways attached. We've given away a pair of shin gear boots, uh, and now we are giving no, a, a, a Pacific call. So uh, head over to Patreon. We're going to do some more giveaways over there. All you got to do is type in the Big Honker Podcast, and it'll pop right up. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by the one and only Dirty Duck Coffee. If your coffee sucks, it is not the duck. They have their uh, cold brew out, their King Outer cold brew. And I tell you what, you just make you a nice little gallon, keep it in the fridge, and just pour you a nice little glass whenever you want. And cool swag, too. <clears throat> it's just like a black coffee. So, you know, add a little bit of milk, sugar, whatever, however you do your thing, and uh, keep you hydrated all summer long. Dirty Duck Coffee. Uh, like Jeff said, they got good looking merchandise. The Missouri Boat Ride Blend for their hot coffee is what I go with, but. Their patriotic t-shirts just came out this week. It's on their website now, dirtyduckcoffee.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Shin Gear. They are not just a waiter company anymore. They started out that way. They mastered the waiters, uh, and now they are moving on. I saw the new slew boot is out. It's a little bit uh, shorter than hip boots, but if you're not needing a full set of waiters, then the slew boot is the, for you. The scout boots are freaking comfortable. Comfortable. They got something for everybody. Uh, bibs will be out uh, later this year. I had the pleasure of torture testing them all last season, and they are great. Completely waterproof, keeps the wind off of you, and they got a lot of other cool stuff coming down the pipe. So check them out, shingear.com, and you know, listen, they've got a great guarantee that they'll stand behind their products for as long as you stand in them. Customer service goes a very long way. Shingear is the way to go. Also, we're brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. If you are in the greater St. Louis area, July 28th, 29th, head on over, third annual Squad Fest. I will be there along with Dirk, and it's going to be a great time. Calling contests, uh, they got dog retrieval type stuff. Uh, it's going to be a good time. So, The great Trevor Shanahan people, will be there, too. A lot of people will be there. The who's who of Waterfowl will be there. So whatever Ooh. you're needing for the... That's kind of a little knock at me, wasn't it? Well... You know, whatever you're going to need for the upcoming season, you can get it in person there at Squad Fest. So July 28th, 29th, St. Louis, Missouri. We look forward to seeing you out there. Also, we're brought to you by Pacific Calls. We have a promo code with them. BHP25 saves 25%. They will be at Squad Fest. Head on over. Say hello to the guys. Uh, it'll be Alex. Jeff's going to be, or Jeff and Trevor are going to be elsewhere. So, uh, come say hello to Alex at Squad Fest. Get you a call, and if you want to purchase something online, use our promo code BHP25. We'll save 25% off at checkout. The BA Lesser call is my favorite goose call, and then the PCD is still the best duck call on the market. It is a screamer, something that I love. So check them out, PacificCustomCalls.com, and don't forget about that promo code. Also, we're brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. Also going to be at Squad Fest. So if you're wanting to... And at Delta. So if you're wanting to walk away with shotgun shells in your hand, last weekend in July is your opportunity. You can see us at Squad Fest or you can see Jeff at Delta. Buy your shotgun shells there and then you just walk away with them and you're set and ready to go for this hunting season. Stanfield Nines will not be sold online. You can get a hold of me to get them. It's going to be on a limited run this first year. You can get a hold of me after 4th of July and get you an order for a case of your Stanfield Nines. 
the best upland shot you're going to have, and they're great for dove and teal. And that's BossShotShells.com. If you ain't shooting Boss, you're a fool. Also, we're brought to you by the Looking Glass Podcast. Logan and Rebel do a great job. Head over to their Patreon, type in the Looking Glass Podcast, and you can uh, subscribe to their Patreon, and then you'll have their entire library. Everything that they do, it's a lot of fun. They are great guys over there at the Looking Glass Podcast, and they are hilarious. So if you're not listening to them, you're missing out. Great for long road trips. Head over to Patreon. Get signed up. Also, we're brought to you by Lucky Duck, maker of the best A-frame on the market, the 2x4 blind. They've got spinners. They've got uh, turkey decoys. They've got stuff for varmints and predators and coyotes. They've got everything. So they're a one-stop shop over there at Lucky Duck. And if whatever you're into, if you need motion, they got spinners for you. If you need to hide, they got blinds for you. And if you're into coyote hunting, or I've even seen people do this raccoon hunting with the, with the, with the e-collar. So they've got something for everybody. Head over to luckyduck.com. They've also got five-star crash test rated dog kennels, uh, and they've got them in big boy sizes. So, you know, big asses like Lou, they got a kennel for him. And dove season is also coming up. They've got great dove spinners. You can, if you're not using spinners for dove, you're really missing a big element of dove hunting. They do it just like ducks do whenever you put out these spinners. I mean, you'll have dove back flapping in, in your decoy spread. Adds a lot to your deal. A lot more experience. You can do your family. Instead of being spread out 100 yards of peace yeah. hunting, sit Focus. together. You can all sit together and visit and bullshit and shoot doves over the decoys just like you do ducks. So head over to LuckyDuck.com and get whatever you need because they got a lot of cool products. And speaking of cool products, what's cooler than a hunting dog? Nothing. Mm. A great dog, other than having to deal with my my dog-in-law this morning, my grand dog this morning because he doesn't listen very well, go to Double T. Double T British Kennels and get you an English dog. They mind. They, they retrieve. They're birdie. They're good citizens, and they make great pets, and Corey knows what he's doing over there. If you'll go to BritLabs.com, all of their contact information is on there, uh, and you can also see their studs, their females, and what gun dogs they have for sale, uh, puppies. Head over to BritLabs.com and get a hold of Corey. He's got a little bit of a waiting list, but that's just because he's putting out good product. Also, go check out Ducks Unlimited, figure out a way to get involved with them. Uh, they are putting ducks into the sky for 85 years. They are the leader in wetlands conservation. And if it were not for organizations like Ducks Unlimited, we would not have ducks and geese to shoot at in the fall. So they do great work, uh, and it's super easy to get involved. They're doing a lot of cool different things. Uh, they, they recently had their DU Dash raising dollars for ducks. And uh, they're just a great organization. So figure out a way that you can get involved, whether it be a local chapter, maybe you're going to have to start a chapter, but it's for a great cause. So ducks.org for more information on Ducks Unlimited. We're also brought to you by Mossberg. Do not be sleeping on the Mossberg. We shot it all last season. It is a great waterfowl gun, the 940 Pro. We shot it all last season, and it never missed a beat out here in this West Texas sand. Uh, they got a lot of other great products. They are, you know, they're one of the big boys in the, in the gun market. So, uh, they got something for everybody. Mossberg.com. You can take a look at everything and, uh, figure out a store that they sell it in. Super easy to find. I'm sure you can find them at your local Bass Pro or Cabela's, but the 940 was a great waterfowl gun and I enjoyed shooting it. So check them out. Mossberg.com. Don't be sleeping on a Mossberg. 
Good company donated to the uh, Gold Star Dove Hunt that we'll have again for next year. Just great all-around company, good people, and taking care of kids. Also, we are brought to you by Alf Outdoor Specialties, maker of the Stanfield Stool uh, and whatever else that you might concoct up. I know they got a blind caddy that's coming out soon, so uh, no more having your shit strung out all over the blind. Keep it nice and organized right there in front of you, and the Stanfield Stool will fit any A-frame and save your back. No more sitting on buckets. So that's Alf Outdoor Specialties. Last but not least, we're brought to you by Stanfield Outfitters. Dove season is coming up around the corner, and we still have some goose dates available. So call the office, 940-658-3172. Book your hunt today, and we'll see you soon. StanfieldHuntingOutfitters.com. 940-658-3172. Ask for the skinny guy. This episode of the podcast, it is Jeff and I just uh, shooting the shit, talking about the magic bullet theory, uh, all sorts of stuff. Anyway, we're all over the place. Enjoy. the big honker podcast brought to you by dirty duck coffee if your coffee sucks it's not the duck i'm jeff stanfield with the world famous andy shaver i made my uh cold brew got in a special pitcher from uh special pitcher from amazon mixed up some cold brew that's my guilty pleasure in the afternoon now is a cold brew coffee a cold brew coffee I, I foof it up a little bit. Uh, you know, Starbucks has nothing on me anymore. What do you add to it? Oh, Jeff, it's so simple. Okay. I got uh, just some uh, liquid creamer. It's uh, it's uh, it's sweet cream and sweet bliss or whatever it is that your no, mom not buys. That. It's uh, it's uh, a uh, whatever the fuck it is. Um, I'd have to look at well, it. You told us you do all this shit, so I'm asking. Well, I don't know the brand. I'm not a brand name guy, Jeff. Yeah, but you give so all these anyway, details and then you leave out details. I got this. I got this creamer, okay. sweet cream. And then it's a splash of that, splash of whipping cream, and then those coffee flavor things that we got. Torani, maybe? I don't know. It's a little little, yes. little coffee syrup type stuff. I think stuff. it is Torani. You get the vanilla, a little splash of that. You get the little frother button thing that you get. <laughs> get that on Amazon. You stick that in there for uh, however thick you want to make it. Pour it right over the top. Actually, it sounds Walk away. It actually sounds pretty good. Jeff, it's delicious. It's how I spend my afternoons. It's my guilty pleasure. It's my summer guilty pleasure. I start drinking those at 3.30, and then I switch to sangria, you know, just whenever I get my work done. Sangria. sangria. So how was the sangria the other day? I that, fucked it up. What'd you do? I, I added Lewis Henderson, who, which, he's thanks a prof- to Hunt, He's a professional drinker. Thanks to Hunt Proof, I, you know, we were talking to Lewis about aging cheap whiskey. Mm-hmm. So you get, uh, you get your whiskey, and thanks to Hunt Proof, our friends over there, they sent me... 
they sent the podcast a uh, a whiskey barrel. <laughs> they right sent me podcast. They did, yeah. So, I think that y'all will use it more than me. So it's back there. They've they also sent a bunch of uh, whiskey. I poured it last week. It'll be ready to drink first part of September. You can see it on YouTube right now. It's right behind me. Uh, I am gonna have to worry about the angels cut though. The angels share. Why are you worried about that? I'm gonna have to lock that door. Oh, you think they actually? Gonna oh, come here yeah, 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 Jeff. The way this is gonna taste, I'm gonna age it. It's gonna age. It's you know, gonna age two months at least, and then we'll sip on it all fall and uh, all fall and winter. Let me ask you something about your coffee. Ask me about my coffee. Have you ever had a, a, a white Russian? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Hold on, let's get this real quick. Pauses. <clears throat> Have you had a white Russian? Ever? Yeah, I believe so. And I think I believe it's Coke. No, it's a Colorado Bulldog. Coke, vodka, and Kahlua. A white Russian? What? No, 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 no. It's Are the color. Me- I'm thinking of the Colorado Bulldog. Okay. Colorado Bulldog is Kahlua, Coke, and cream, I believe, and vodka. Uh, coffee liqueur, cola, and a splash of cool cream. Is is a Colorado Bulldog? It is. They're pretty good. Tastes like a Coke float, kind of. With that coffee that you're doing, you could put a splash of vodka in that, and I bet it would be pretty good. That's what I was get, That's what I was thinking about, because what you're talking about is a sweet drink like a Colorado Bulldog. Well, I without the alcohol, yeah. I don't know if the cool cream is uh, mixed with the handy dandy frother that you get on Amazon. What? Aren't you already doing that? I don't. I think. I think you just put the cool cream. I think you just splash it in there in your Colorado Bulldog. You do. It's just. It's like but I don't putting want, milk in it. I don't want Coke in it in my coffee. And what is it? This what? is a relatively healthy drink. You know, How is it relatively healthy? You've added Torino syrup. Just a little splash. Torino syrup you've okay. added to it. What yeah. else did you add to it? Uh, the creamer that you get from the store. And you think that's healthy? It doesn't have any, there's not any sugar in it. Does it come from a cow? I don't know where it comes from. It comes well, they, from my bottle. Well, they say that stuff that comes And then it. it comes from heavy, and then heavy whipping cream. Just, and that's, some, just some fat in it. And that's healthy for you? There's just some fat. There's well, no just, sugar in you're it. You're throwing out how healthy this drink is. I said relatively healthy. Oh, okay. You start adding Coca-Cola and shit to no, it. No, I, I didn't say a damn thing about adding Coke. That's what's in the Colorado I, Bulldog. Oh, God, you listen like your mom. What, I'm, what I've said was it reminds me of a Colorado Bulldog. I wonder if you added vodka to it, if it would taste something like a Colorado Bulldog. Does white it? Russian is vodka, coffee, liqueur, and cream. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of then. It's a white Russian. Mm-hmm. And a black Russian is. It is. Uh, vodka, coffee, liqueur. And that seems like it. Okay. Well, anyways, you could add vodka to this drink. It would be pretty good. But I've always, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not as big a coffee drinker as you are. But McCafe used to have a caramel macchiato or something. I drink in the afternoons. It was not bad at McDonald's. McCafe? Yep, McCafe. So, anyways, so you are a cold brew. Oh, that's all I do. Now. And let me tell you what: if it gets any fucking hotter, it might be hard to start my day. It's <laughs> just a cold brew. Just a cold brew. What coffee are you drinking every morning? Now? My coffee consumption has gone way, way down. What are you drinking for coffee every morning? Oh, Texas just text us. Oh yeah, I saw it. The list. This is what Andy is going to be doing on a TV challenge: fermented mudfish and rice. Yep. Some beef liver and lung. Haggis with Highland beef. Mm-hmm. Part pork brain sampler <laughs> with milk gravy. Mm. Hmm. 
Sucks to suck. Do you think you can do this? I can eat it. I can, I can, I can, I'll try it. Well, yeah, I you might not get it down. But you're going to try all four of them. Sure. Which one do you look forward to the least amount? <laughs> Out of that list? I mean, everything sounds terrible. Uh, for, Fermented ju- pork just, brains. Just to me, the pork brains and milk gravy sounds oh. pretty bad. Mm. Yeah, that's bad. Mudfish and rice doesn't sound too great. Only 10 left. Order now. <laughs> Who the fuck is buying this stuff? A lot of people going to challenges because there ain't nobody thinking, you know what? I want to have some ferment. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'll tell you what, when you get to the other cultures of the Philippines and stuff and Vietnamese and stuff, they eat a lot of stuff. You we keep, ta- we you, take we take proteins for granted here. We take everything for granted here. What we do. What do you uh So anyway, I got a lot going on. I got I got my I got my whiskey agent in my hunt proof barrel. I got uh you know, follow me for summertime drinks, just follow me. Just, but your sangria is not very good. Well, so anyway, that's what I was saying. Lewis, you know, gave us the idea. You age uh, whiskey in a barrel and you can take cheap whiskey and it'll taste like expensive whiskey. He also said that, now he's got me doubting this, because he said that bottled sangria is just as good as if you do your own. I was running a little low on the 4th of July. I you know, had all this other stuff and I was like, you know what? I'll just fucking try it. Poured a bottle of that... Uh, Prefab sangria, seven and a half percent alcohol by volume. Thought great, pour it in there, and it was horrible. I ruined a good batch of sangria. The Listening sang- to Lewis, the sangria that we had in Knoxville, yeah, that was good. Was very good sangria. It was. So I was looking forward to when you said sangria that you made some homemade sangria. Hmm. It wasn't very good. So well, it was good until I put Lewis's prefab sangria in, and then it was terrible. So you ruined a good batch of sangria. Yeah. How are you making sangria? Uh, one bottle of Pinot, one bottle of Merlot, uh, brandy, vodka, orange good Lord. liqueur, uh, sliced up oranges, lemons, lime, strawberries, blackberries, and uh, I think that's it. That sounds actually pretty good. Oh, it's delicious. It's oh, and then, and then uh, you top it off with Sprite. It's delicious. Delicious. When, On the rocks. As a, as a poor kid growing up, we used to do a thing called, uh, what the hell was that stuff called? Jungle Punch. Trash Can Punch, yeah. Trash Can Punch. I don't remember it being that good. It probably wasn't. Probably wasn't. It was like Moonshine or uh, Purple Passion. I think that's just anything. That's just every, all the liquor just goes in and. And you throw fruit all over it. That's it. That's your drink for the day. Dump, well, yeah, just, it, that's it. The trash can punch dumps Everclear vodka, Hawaiian punch, and all your favorite fruits. What's what's sad was, looking back now, when I was 15, 16 years old, you'd go to a party and these kids were doing it. Who the fuck was getting their kids all this shit at 15 or 16 years old? I mean, I knew I grew up in a different time than it is today, but good gosh. Was it real stuff or was it fake? Fake what? Did it have alcohol in it? Or well, was it just yeah, a bunch yeah. of Hawaiian punch and no, fruit? No, no. That's what I'm saying. Somehow we managed to be able to get our hands on... Everclear? Everclear, you know, or vodka or whatever. When I was growing up, though, we had one vodka. It was vodka. Oh. I don't think we had flavored vodka as much. Mm-hmm. There was cherry gin, I remember. But I don't remember. I don't remember being able to buy flavored vodkas or whiskeys by any mean. There wasn't no Jameson Orange or Crown Apple right. or anything. It was just Crown Roll. And all the flavored shit has just come in in the last 15 years probably. But we didn't. We But we could somehow get our hands on that stuff. 
Yeah. It's crazy to think what was socially accepted 40 years ago compared to today. And we were a whole lot better off as a world probably 40 years ago than we are today. But we didn't, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the percentages are of kids being killed in car accidents when I was a kid as opposed to today, if it's any different. Oh, it's way different. Is it? Fuck yeah. You think so? Yes. You don't think so? I, I don't know. You I, think with seatbelt laws uh, and airbags, what they were, you think more people died today than they did a long time ago? I, I I don't know. I mean, I did. I went to school with a couple of kids that got killed, but you still see kids. I mean, I'm sure, yes, the fatality rate per accident is a lot different in 2023 than it was in 1983. I'm, I'm sure of that. But I don't know that we're better off with all of our safety guidelines. I mean, we used to ride in the back of a truck to go to games and shit all the time. Kids were tougher then. Looking back, it probably wasn't real smart, but it was not that uncommon. It wasn't uncommon. Sometimes I think we overprotect ourselves. What are you looking up? Statistics on it? Oh, yeah. What's it saying? Trying to get through it all. Uh, no, it acts like maybe not. So for those of you watching on YouTube, we can get through this together. So it looks like it peaks, maybe. I don't have my glasses on, so I can't even see what year that is. That is 1980. So 53,000 deaths. Okay. According to this website, injuryfacts.nsc.org. It's .org. Major strike. Uh, pick up there. What year is that? 2020? 2021. 46,000. So not a, it hadn't shaved a whole lot off. I wonder what happened here. 2009. Why is why nobody die in a car accident in 2009? It's, look at look at all. Why why did it spike again in 2021? This but, was the worst year, 1972, 56,000, 53,000, 51,000 in 1980. So well, hadn't I, gone down too much. Well, not, I, not, not, not like I think. I do remember when you didn't have to wear seat belts. Mm -hmm. And I remember when we went from lap belts to these harnesses we have now. And I remember when vehicles made noises when you didn't have your seatbelts on. Does your vehicle do this? The Tahoe says, look in your back seat as soon as you stop every time. Does yours do that too? No. To remind you Mine there's kids that. in the back or not. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why we spiked in 2021. Death rate increase of 8.5%. That's nuts. Huh. I don't know. Anyways, we, uh, some things to talk about today. That? Let's talk about the, the big elephant in the room right now. There's an elephant in the room. Cocaine at the White House. Oh, yeah. First of all, you know damn well they knew whose cocaine that was. Yeah. Well, I saw somebody said, like, there's cameras everywhere. Yes. You can find Donald it. Donald Trump said that. It's it's a it's a 15-minute process. You Probably not just, even that long. You figure out where the bag was left, and then you just start rewinding. Yep. It's easy. So, we'll never know, though. They'll, or we know, but they'll never tell us. How big a piece of shit do you have to be of everybody in the world that hear cocaine's left at the White House? Hunter Biden's name's first one comes up. <laughs> I mean, everybody. Right. Did you see the video of him acting like he fucking snorted some blow? No. Showed his mom. Recently? Yeah. He was like, like three days ago or four days ago, he was at the White House doing something, and he was behind him, and he's like, <sighs> looked like Jeff Spicoli back there, hmm. shaking his kind of head and shit like he just snorted in line. Maybe he did. That. But yeah. That that it's just remarkable how bad our country's gotten, and it's amazing how much cover up the media does for them on everything. Yeah, I, I mean, wonder they, if the media is even talking about it. No, they don't want to talk about it at all. But they have to some. 
The problem is, is the media. The the That's right. That's the problem they have. People don't watch it to get their news from them anymore. Everybody gets it on their own or from Chuck at the water fountain at work or wherever it is or us or the view. But that's a major, that's a major talk right now. First of all, how stupid do you have to be to take cocaine there? And I'm going to tell you right now, he ain't the first person that snorted cocaine in the White House. I promise you. No. No, all the parties that they have. Yeah, there's somebody there. Bunches. Well, I read an article that said within the Biden staff, cocaine is very it's it's it is the drug in the Biden administration. So maybe it's not hunters. I thought it was all the gay people. Gay people and cocaine. It's what makes our country go around. Did you see the lady that that the man, lady, whatever the fuck it is, that done all the shooting in Chicago in Philadelphia? Now they're transy. Mm-mm. I, I, if you took percentages of people's fucked up tendencies, the trannies are on the top of the spectrum when it comes to violence and shooting. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's because they're withdrawn. What kind of stat are you looking up here? More death stuff. Just just double checking. Like double check my numbers, Jeff. Just like to double check these numbers. What did you think about the lady on the airplane? Well, First now, of all, if, if for anybody that's listening, there's a lady that was on in a flight out of DFW. They jumped up out of her seat and was acting really cray-cray and said that she was not going to fly. Here, Here's a video. Go ahead and play the No, YouTube. this is another angle. Okay, I saw this here's one, too. Here's a new video of the person in green. It is on our YouTube channel. Head over there right now. Or if you're watching on Spotify, pull over and you can watch it with us. So, so the person a, on green is the is a shapeshifter, she said. Yeah, or whatever it the is. The motherfucker that's not human. Yeah, okay. Are we ready? Yep. Who's just randomly filming walking down the aisle? Jeff, shit was bre- all shit was breaking loose. Oh, she'd already said she wanted off this time. No, maybe not. I don't know. That doesn't show me anything. Looks like some Hispanic dude. Looks like a guy sitting in a green hoodie. Dark eyes and dark eyebrows. Which, I mean, if that's your criteria, then there's me. I wonder who the fuck's wearing a hoodie in fucking Dallas, Texas in July is what I want to know. Well, Jeff, if it was an early morning flight, I mean, that's not uncommon. The air conditioners are cranked up. Do you see anybody else wearing a fucking hoodie? I only see like seven people. Well, I don't see none of them fucking bundled up like they're going to the Arctic. Well... People wear hoodies all the okay. time. Okay, that the, the lady that doesn't show us anything. The lady gets up off the plane, says, "I'm not sitting by that motherfucker. He's not human, and I'm not about to crash in this plane with him or some shit." Basically, did the plane crash? No, they took everybody off. So she was wrong. What about what? The plane crashing. Well, the, the, did you see a plane crash? Well, or hear about she it? She said, "She said I'm, I'm not, not going to ride on this plane." They took everybody off and they cleaned it and desanitized. I don't understand why they had to clean it all. I'm sure that's some FAA deal. I don't, I don't understand. She's crazy, I think. Do you want to know what is going on? Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you what's going on. I cannot wait to hear this. They wanted a viral video. Who's they? Her. Like, everybody's putting all this emphasis on it. Are we sure that that's not what she intended? Who is she? Don't fucking know. Well, you said she wants a viral video, then you should know who she is. Why should I know who she is? What if her what if what if everybody's reading into this 
And all that they wanted to do was to make a viral video. Who's they? The people that recorded it and her. Here's here is the original video. I think she's drunk. She's slurring her words. I'm telling you, I'm getting the fuck off, and there's a reason why I'm getting the fuck off. She reminds me of a woman that's had too much vodka. Or they cannot believe it. I don't give two fucks, but I am telling you right now, that motherfucker motherfucker back there is not real. She's drunk. And you can sit on this plane, and you can fucking die with them or not. I'm not going to. She's drunk. You can tell by the way she's talking. I, I said I thought she's drunk or cray cray. No. And there's nothing crazier than a drunk, crazy woman. She's drunk. What would you have done? Because I would have probably been laughing. I would have filmed it just like they did. That's exactly what I would have done. He's just got Anyway, people crack me up, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's nothing. So, you think she she's... was drunk? So, you don't think the guy was a shapeshifter? <laughs> no, I don't either. Shapeshifter, give me a break. No, I thought he was nuts, or I thought she was crazy when I first saw it. But it's going crazy because this world we live in, they want to cover shit up all the time, nobody wants to talk about nothing. And so, now shapeshifters are dominating your news feed? No, 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 not at all. I'm just saying in today's world we live in. So much crazy, you don't know what the fuck's right or wrong. Well, I'm going to tell you what, I joined a couple of Bigfoot sites. <laughs> God almighty. I'm not saying that there's not a Bigfoot out there. I'm not. I'm just telling you, we ain't never had any good evidence. The pictures these people post that see these Bigfoots are amazing. They're terrible. Nobody ever has a good picture, ever. And then they get defensive when someone calls them out. Well, it's just like, just like a black blur over there. Why are you on here? This is for people that believe in Bigfoots. If you don't believe, get off here. <laughs> like we can't talk about this just a little bit. Yeah, you got to get you got to get that defensive. Yeah, they get they get all worked up all the time. I've invited a bunch of them to be on the podcast. I haven't had anybody take chance take that offer up on it. People, but probably not going to because, like I said, they don't want to hear. They're in their little echo chamber. They're with their buddies that believe, and then like <clears throat> anybody that kind of pokes a little bit or prods is the enemy and. It's whatever. I have two good friends that have seen it or seen something. Mm -hmm. And I believe both of them. I don't Neither one of them are liars, but man, a lot of these people, you can tell they're, they're, there's somebody in their family sleeping with their cousin. You can tell. Right. A lot of, a lot of inbreeding going on in the Bigfoot circles. I think. Yeah. Would you want to see a Bigfoot? Honestly? Mm, I don't know. It's like, would you want to see a UFO? Maybe like a safe distance. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm talking about driving home today from the lodge and fucking Bigfoot runs across the road and looks at you from 20 yards. And obviously, you know that's what it is. Do you really want to go through that the rest of your life that you know you've seen something, but you don't want to talk about it because everybody's going to think you're a nut job? Right. Yeah, it's a good point. And how many people out there have had that situation happen? They just keep quiet because they're like, nobody's going to believe me. And I don't want people thinking I'm a nutcase. Yeah, maybe so. Never thought of it that way. I mean, so how many people out there have seen something but don't want to say anything? Come forward. Yeah, probably a lot. 
You know, if you're driving down the road and a fucking alien crashed in front of you, do you want to see that either? Yeah. Probably not. No, because nobody's going to believe you. So you just got to live with it. Maybe tell your wife. I'd like to know whatever happened with those people in Las Vegas that seen these 10-footers in their backyard walking around. I saw that one of them put up a uh, uh, a loop, like a camera, but the, listen, the alien's not going to come back again. I mean, you, you missed it. You're not going to get anything else out of it. Oh, he's got a camera up now for security footage in case he comes back? Yeah. like. Well, my problem right. was the guy got on his phone and called 911. Would you not be videoing that son of a bitch? Depends on how scared you are. If you're scared for your life, I'm calling 911. Well, you can call 911 and film at the same time. Go Facebook Live. Somebody call 911. Can you do that? What? I don't think you can. Oh, I don't know if you can either, to be honest with you. So you probably can't call and video at the same time. Hmm. Did you see the video of the guy that got the fucking th- firework thrown in his truck? Uh, I skipped it. What? Yeah. How can you skip that? I don't know. Did you you didn't watch it? Uh-uh. Oh, you got to watch it. Pull it up. It's 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 you have to watch this. This is a must. This is almost back it up Terry good. Really? Oh yeah. No, cuz like I'm like I was kind of over cuz you know, you see the same videos all over. But this again. ain't the same video. Shit blowing up in the in the uh, yard and I don't know, just kind of over it. Well, we had one of them right down the street the other night. Fourth of July is my least favorite holiday. Why do you not enjoy it? You got to light a lot of fireworks. I hate lighting fireworks. You've done a good job of it. I don't like doing it. I'd rather sit around and uh, drink beer and talk shit with my friends. But Oh, you mean the way I handle it for <clears throat> Instead, I get to... That's called having kids. Light fireworks all night. You got a sound of this? Yes. Yeah. What they do? You started over. You have to watch the whole fart. Back up, Sarai. Yeah, Sarai, get your ass out of the way. Look at Oh, my God. Oh, fuck, no. Damn. <laughs> they don't show his reaction. We don't get to see the. No, there's that's it. There's got to be a second part. This guy got to get whoops somebody's. Oh shit! <laughs> why is there? Why is it quit right there? I don't have a clue. Hey, Sarai, back up, Sarai. Yeah, you figure there'd be a part two or something, I mean, or more to go with it. Got busted right off his freaking back. Mm. Damn. You know the percussion in there and everything oh and the God. smoke and <laughs> I guarantee you he was fucking reaching for that thing, trying to get it back out. Whew. This was the first year that we've had in a while that we didn't have any close calls, I didn't think. We didn't have any close calls. Usually though, you know, always there's always a bottle that tips over or you know, there's some near catastrophic event that almost happens, but this year was relatively mild. I told I told Howith because I was sitting by the flagpole in the yard where which we all were at, at our house, and I told him I said one of those dang artilleries or they're lighting off four artillery cannons at one. One of them's going to fall over. Yeah. And I kept waiting, and I was like, I don't know how my fat ass is going to hide behind that pole there. 
But that's but no, it really it went smooth. We were very lucky. You know that meme going around that t- today's the last day someone's going to have all ten, right. 10 fingers. You know damn well there was somebody that got a finger blown off last night. 100%. That guy in that truck's lucky to be alive. Fuck yeah, that could have killed him. The guy that threw that at me well, is be fucky to be alive today too if that was me that happened to. That attempted murder? Oh, could yeah, they get it, him with attempted murder? Yes, they could. If they wanted to? I, I've seen no follow up on it. Where it's at? Where it's located? What? There has to be some charges filed. Jesus Christ! How much damage is done to that guy's truck? Right. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> not. not <laughs> Can you good. imagine having your insurance guy come out? It's all it, on video, so it blew out the side windows. Lucky it didn't blow out everything. I would love to see just a picture of the inside of the car after that happened. I just wish I could see him like the too much magnesium <laughs> video. That guy's great too. <laughs> that's the one you want to. That's what. That's what I was waiting for. Is like a close up interview for after it happened. Oh yeah, they didn't show it. Not at all. And I didn't see nothing else on it. And you'd think someone would have a follow up video of the story where it's at, injuries, if filed charges, if you beat that other guy's ass. I'm just disappointed that they didn't keep filming. I mean, Shut the, it off too early. And the guy that threw it up just nonchalantly did it. Right. What happens if he misses and that bounces back? All them people around the corner and shit, somebody's getting a fucking artillery shot at them. Mm. They're lucky. Uh, yeah, 4th of July, it's way down there for me. Well, so you love, don't what like- it, love what it stands for. Hate the celebration of it. Just silly. It's silly, huh? So when the kids get older and they can do their own fireworks, you'll enjoy it more? Yeah, maybe. It's just one of those holidays that's just kind of in the way of better days. In the way of better days, huh? Yeah. The day of our just, independence. Just kind of well, yeah. I mean, like I said, the sim the symbolism of it all, I agree. It's all great and fun and I appreciate that, but the fireworks and all that other stuff, I could take or leave. So you would rather celebrate Memorial Day hmm? than Fourth of July? What do you mean? You would rather sit around at a lake or somewhere and have a cookout and shoot and visit with your friends and do the same things, cornhole and all that, without yeah. the fireworks. Yeah. So if they banned fireworks, you would not care. Fuck no. I'd be all for it. <laughs> I'd be all for it. You can do smoke bombs and that's it. I'd love it. That'd be great. That would be great. Yeah, it's, you know, it's nature. It's our day of independence and, uh, you know, it's all, it's all good stuff. Fireworks Did, have gotten expensive too. Fuck yeah, it's just like everything else. Did you see the list of what happened to the people that signed the Declaration of Independence? No. None of them really made it. What do you mean none of them really made it? They all fucking... John Hancock? They all basically got burned at the stake. Huh? Have you ever wondered what happened to the 56 men who signed the Declaration of the Independence? Five signers were captured by the British as traitors, tortured before they died. Uh, Twelve had their homes ransacked and burned. Two lost their sons in the Revolutionary Army. Another had two sons captured. Nine of the 56 fought and died from wounds or hardships of the Revolutionary War. They signed and they pledged their lives, their fortune, and their sacred honor. Which kind of men were they? 24 were lawyers and jurists. 11 were merchants. Nine were farmers and large plantation owners. Men of means, well-educated, but they signed the Declaration of Independence knowing full well that the penalty would be death if they were ever captured. Uh, Carter Braxton. So half of them basically died. Carter Braxton, a wealthy planter and trader, saw his ship swept from the sea by the British Navy. He sold his home and properties to pay his debt, died in rags. Thomas McKeem was so hounded by the British that he was forced to move his family almost constantly, serving Congress without pay. Boy, don't wish we could go back to those days. 
And his family was kept in hiding. His possessions were taken from him. Poverty was his reward. Vandals, soldiers, or both looted the properties of Ellery, Clymer, Hall, Walton, Gwinnett, Hayward, Rutledge, and Middleton. So it was not good. John Hart was driven from his driven from his wife's bedside as she was dying. Their thirteen children fled for their lives. His field and gristmill were laid to waste. More than a year, he lived in the forest and caves, returning home to find his wife dead and his children vanished. A few weeks later, he died from a broken heart. That was their reward for signing the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. The owner quietly urged General George Washington to open fire. The home was destroyed. Cornwallis. Anyway, not good. Well, not good. Well, war is not. There, how many other people died in the war and stuff? I mean, it was that was very common. Right, but these guys, they could have just, they had it, they had it, a lot of these guys had it made. Lawyers, so, plantation owners. So basically, you're saying today, if, if if you're happy, you shouldn't worry about your country. Didn't say that. That's what you're saying about these guys? Not what I said at all. What, it might what be what you you're say? inferring, but okay, that's not I am. what I'm saying that, that sounds like that's what you're saying. You're I'm not saying that these guys could have sat on the fence and their lives would have been a lot easier. Yeah, but they fought for mankind and what they thought was better for their families, and it turned out that for most of them it wasn't, and that's too bad, but... Thank God there was heroes like that. For us. Did you think... Not that, for them. Honestly, honestly, when I ask a question, did you think the Declaration of Independence was signed after the war or during the war? Before the war. It's what led to the war. A lot of people think it was signed after we won freedom. No. That was the thumb in the eye to the British. It's what started the war. Yes. Well, that and a bunch of other shit. but Mainly that. But that was more or less showed. So those guys knew when they signed that what they were getting into. They they didn't they they, they knew they just didn't know how bad it was. The the the, the British. Do you think that most of them were like oh, fuck? They're a world away. No, they're not going to come over. They here. were they weren't a world away. They were right across the street. They were everywhere. They were already over here. Oh, they were they were taking over people's homes, just the like British General were. Cornwallis. He would go to the town in the wealthiest town. He would take over the deal, bang the guy's old lady and live in the house. I mean, they, they were pretty ruthless people. When did the British arrive in America? Yeah, that, like that's a loaded question. Start? How's that a loaded question? Well, they were here before then. The British Army. The British. The, the British had. Yeah, they, they. It was their territory. We were colonial. We it, it was under colonialism. But was the Brit? When was the British Army over here? That's what I want to know. Probably, I would guess in the 1760s, 1750s, 1740s. April seventeen seventy five kicked off the armed conflict. Yeah, that, but they were here already. If you want to look when the first British soldiers arrived in America, it's probably right after the freaking uh, Mayflower. I would assume they that, sent the army over here. That they had armies. They had the army over here in probably. I would guess seventeen twenties, probably seventeen thirties. Whenever they realized that the American colonial America was so valuable. Paul Revere was April of 1775. In about 1754, about 4,000 regulars served in North America. Yeah, and a lot of them were American. There were people that were born here. They were too scattered to do anything. Two British battalions arrived in Virginia in 55. Recruiting proved difficult. Anyway, 1750s. 
what we should have done is just let the Indians take care of their ass. Because the Indians could fight them. They couldn't fight the Indian style. I'll tell you a really good show for everybody listening to this that once likes history, and I enjoyed it, is Turn, T-U-R-N, and it's about the, the, the spies that we had. Right. We did. We had some incredible stuff. Ben Franklin was a really cool dude. I'm surprised nobody's made a really big-time movie about him. He was an interesting guy. Mm-hmm. A real interesting guy. Setbacks on the feet. Just trying to figure out when all this shit started. So the British, it acts like here the British had to go fight France around that time. Them, them and the French fought all the time. And so the French was involved in our fighting with the British, kind of like the Ukraine deal. They were trying to distract. The, <clears throat> the French would distract? They would use us to try to keep the British busy on stuff. They would give money and... and so if it wasn't for us, the French would be speaking German. But if it weren't for the French, we might still be under we might be the speaking Queens. English, huh? We might still be under the Queen's reign, we, the King's we, reign. We, the, the French had a lot to do with us winning our independence. But they didn't so do it for jokes, the... So that joke's did, not all that great. That, they didn't do that for the kindness. I, I, I don't know. Uh, somewhere between 1776 and the 1900s, the British lost their ball. I mean, the British, the French lost their balls and their spines, I guess, because we've had to finish up all their shit for them. I don't think, they're gonna fin- I don't think we're going to go over there and finish this one for them. I think they're on their own. We need to stay out of shit everywhere else anyways. Thailand deal is really scary. I've not seen anything in Thailand. It's just the whole thing with the Chinese wanting to take it over and all them people that live there. Would... Hong Kong, if, if we could get a real count on Hong Kong, I bet Hong Kong's not near as good a place to be as it was 20 years ago. Hmm. The Chinese took it over from English. So I, I think it's pretty much a mess compared to what it used to be like. And I'm sure Thailand will be the same way. <clears throat> I've not heard anything about Thailand, so I don't know. 1750s, though, they came over here, so it was 20 years of... They, they were they were everywhere you'd look. They were they would come over, and they'd take taxes, and they'd, they'd take money from you. And, and what would happen is, like, during the, the 1776, people would have to take sides in a community. You know, do you want to go with your brother and try to fight for your freedom, or are you happy with what the, the British are paying you to keep you loyal to them? Right. There was a lot of that going on. <clears throat> what a bad way to die, too. Because it was most probably gonna infection was gonna get you a lot of times. A toothache. Mm. It's a wonder any of us are here. I mean it really is. But anyway, that was the Declaration of Independence. What is your favorite time in American history? If you could go back that you would just like to see it, not be a part oh. but just like to see it in up close and personal nothing nothing no like i'm gonna get back you know you you can come back here you're not stuck there but if you could go back in time any time from the time america was founded till today and go back in time and just for four days three days and just walk the streets and and see life in the way it is i like where i'm at now i don't think i'm That's going it. back i don't think i'm going back anywhere you come back here. Well, I don't want to go. It's to hypothetical. War. I don't want to go to World War Two. That's too depressing and bloodshed, and I'm not into that. I think seeing America after World War Two, Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, any big town, I think it would be really neat to go back to around 1950, and just to see the, the things that because they were just starting to come up with some modern shit. I think it would be interesting to see those times. 
and where all men wore suits all the time to work and people were a lot more respectful and stuff. I, I'd like to go back and see that. I'd also like to go back to the early 1900s, the Gilded Age, and see some of that stuff. Right. I think that would be, I think those are two really cool times. I would not want to go back to any of the Wild West bullshit. Mm-mm. No. Stinky people back oh. then. I don't want to go back anywhere any further than modern plumbing. That's as far back as I go. So right there. You got a pl- you got a shitter in your house? I'll go back and visit it. Anything beyond that, I'm I'm out. I'm good. I'm good. I was not born a hundred years too late. I'm born in the age I was supposed to be. Well, there's a lot of things from back in the day that I would like to see. I think it would be interesting to go back and see some of the modern technology. I would love to walk, go to an, an an army base or a air force and see all those old planes from the late 40s and early 50s. <clears throat> I think that would be amazing technology to see how they, they just grew all at once. Mm. A lot more interested to see something like that than I see to today's new fighter jet. Yeah, well, you know, maybe, but I like modern shit. Modern. You love old homes. I do like old homes, but old homes with plumbing and a big screen TV and air conditioning. And a fridge full of shit. And a pantry full of stuff. So that old, And a Roomba that, that, running around, that, sweeping and mopping and doing all that stuff. That old saying is that, uh, or not saying that you can live up north, you don't need air conditioning, you'll be okay. You lived that for a day, didn't you? What do you mean? Before we turned the air conditioner on the house up there, we didn't realize oh, it was we... fucking miserable. Heat rises. <laughs> Whoever the fuck put, I don't know why they put, well, I do because it's colder than hell up there in the wintertime. So, you know, heat rises, so... I guess theoretically you're in the warmest part of the house, but yeah, no, I'm out. I'm good. I like old homes with new shit in it. Big screen TV, NFL red zone, fire, fireplace, gas, you know, gas fireplace. You know, we're not lighting logs or anything. That's silly. What are we, three weeks away from NFL training camp? Yeah, I think something like that. Mid-July. That's. I am so ready for hunting season to get here. I haven't seen much on bird reports, but I'm assuming the nesting conditions were really good because it's really wet in the Dakotas. But I don't know if Canada ever caught up on any of their water. I don't know. In the prairies. I think that usually comes out in late July or early August. The nesting counts? I think so. We should be getting pretty good on all that stuff. Should be close. But anyway. It, two and a half inches of rain last night east of here. We had, we had two and a half inches of rain here July 1st. So we've been really blessed in July to have rains. Because this time of year, it's not supposed to rain here. Well, we've had one rain in July. The first it's day. July 6th. It's been five days. We had. And we had one We had one rain. A two and a half inch rain. It was a good rain. I'm going by overall how much rain. If you'd have oh. told me before July started we was going to have two and a half inches of rain in July, I'd say that's a good July. It's good July. It's good July. Oh, my God. Bookies now are placing bets on where the cocaine come from. I'm gonna tell you. Before, I'm gonna tell you where I think it's gonna end up happening. I think someone working in the White House is gonna get a big payday to come forward and say that's their cocaine. Yep. Hunter Biden plus one seventy is the owner. Placed him as the most likely wrongdoer. But it's not. That's not who's. That's not gonna pay out because Hunter Biden's not gonna take the fall for it. No. Somebody else will. I got Travis Kelsey down as one of the people that could have been. <laughs> The other day? 
They're saying it's still there from the from the Chiefs. I guess when they were there, they're blaming him now. He was one of the people they said it could have been. Hmm. Maybe it's Joe. Maybe it's Joe's stash. Anybody ever think of that? Something's got to get that guy up out of bed and going. Maybe it's maybe he takes a little toot before he goes out of the out of the West Wing into the library. Whatever part of the White House that was, they said it, it's only accessed by the president and his crew. Did you see what Trump said? Does anybody really believe that the cocaine found in the West Wing of the White House, very close to the Oval Office, is for, is for the use of anyone other than Hunter and Joe Biden? See? <laughs> Trump knows. Well, he's been around a lot of cokeheads his whole life, I promise you. Yeah. Joe's. Probably Joe's. But he's gonna make. He made it to where it was. Uh, what do you say? You get cracked bigger than uh, bigger than a, a quarter. Five years, no parole for everybody except for his son. So, you know, if it is his sons, who I would say probably is a ninety percent chance it was, he would probably be the only dumbass dumb enough to take it to the White House. Well, yeah, because <clears> he didn't think anything was gonna happen to him. He also here's the thing too, which nobody. Th- Real, nobody's really talking about. But if you go to the White House, and I've been inside the White House, you have to go through security checks. The people that work there have to go through security checks. They get their bags x-rayed and everything, unless you're the president, the first lady, and his family. His family. They don't have to go through that. Everyone else has to. Those Secret Service guys, when they go to work, they go through security checks every day. Right. So it's hard to get in there without keistering some fucking cocaine. And I don't think anybody was keistering and then pulling out their butt and then using it just lollygagging around the White House. Well, it's probably one of them. And with what he settled on his settling out of court bullshit, he should have to go to prison now for that because that's one of the things that's against his probation. Right. Here's an article. Jackie Kennedy, the former first lady, upper-class socialite, a woman of distinction, and an avid weed grower. One of her, one of these accolades is not like the other, but they are all kind of true, according to her new biography, White House by the Sea, a century, a century of the Kennedys at Hyannis Port. I'm going to have to read that because I read Seven Presidents. Her personal uh, so, a Secret Service guy wrote a book. It was really interesting because he was her, gar- he was her and JFK's mm-hmm. presidential detail. When JFK died, he became her detail and went with her everywhere she went. Hmm. And and she was having an affair with uh, Onassis, whatever his name was. I can't remember his name. Aristotle. Well, Aristotle Onassis. She was having an affair with him, I think, before Kennedy got shot. Well, she probably had some catching up to do. The tale took place after Aristotle Onassis' death in 1975. Jackie's second husband, whom she married five years after the assassination, According to story, I guess that's her biographer. Uh, yeah, Kate Story. Jackie's days at Hyannis Port, Port were spent sunbathing, reading manuscripts as part of her editor role at Viking. What's that? Like, Viking Press. It was a book a press company. So not like kitchen utensils and appliances? Hosting <laughs> no. friends and lovers while the Kennedy's cousins flowed between her home and Ethel Kennedy's. Robert F. Kennedy's widow story writes that Jackie struck up a friendship. Give me to the marijuana part. Tell Jackie what to plant. Jackie loved delicate garden seemed innocuous until one afternoon Jackie's assistant noticed some of running through plants. 
So she's planting weed. Is I what think she's doing. I can't. Out of breath, she blurted, "Madam, we just found marijuana growing in your flower patch." Are you kidding me? Oh my God, this can't be. Get out. How are we going to fix this? Maybe she acts like it doesn't. She didn't know it was there. I don't know. Well, back then, if you had a marijuana plant, that was basically a felony, just about. Really? I mean, I don't know for sure, but it was pretty stout. I mean, it was the rules were pretty stout. Mm-hmm. It's crazy too because those these big liberal bastions now, like Massachusetts and stuff, mm-hmm. were were conservative Democrats were there everywhere. That was their conclave. Hmm. And it's kind of you know now it's kind of flip flopped either way. That Cape's a cool place. the the whole The whole Cape is really neat. Cape Cod is a cool, cool, cool place. Highly recommend people going to visit there, especially in the fall. Story writes that McKeon, who joined the family short after, recounted evening spent with Jackie. It seemed that those early evening hours when she would have been unwinding from the day with her husband were the hardest for Jackie. She wanted to put off being alone. So, I don't know. I guess you can get the book and see if she was I'm gonna read that smoking book. a doob <clears throat> or not. The other book is real. The Seven Presidents is a very, very good read. It's interesting because <clears throat> he talks about the day before. You know, they spent they spent the night in downtown Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. The night before he got killed and assassinated, they went to New York or Dallas or Fort Worth. Landed at Meacham Field, did something right down by Sundance Square. Stayed in one of them hotels down there, and he was on the detail. And he talks on that detail and in, 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 in detail about that. About late at night, there wasn't no twenty four hour diners. Right. So at 11 o'clock at night, you were lucky to find a place you'd get a cup of coffee and try to find a place to eat lunch, dinner that night time. And there wasn't many options. They found a place to make them some eggs or something. They, they made eggs and cooked breakfast there at the hotel and stayed up all night. And then they went to Dallas when he got shot. And it's a, it's a very, very, very interesting book. Tuesday. I'm trying to go through this whole day. Who JFK's? Yeah, Fort Worth. I think, I think I think he met with the Lions Club in Fort Worth. Maybe if it had just kept raining that day, they would have had the top on. That if, was the whole thing. It had rained, and then they were going to have that bubble top on the presidential limo, and then it started clearing up, and they took that off. If if it would have rained all day, cats that was, and dogs. That was the fatal mistake. You think JFK'd still be alive? I think they'd have found another way to get him. Yes, they were going to kill his ass. Right. They would have taken the whole fucking plane down and got everybody off of it they didn't want on it. They don't care. Yeah. I mean, the guy that right there knew – do you think LBJ knew he was going to die? Where was LBJ? LBJ's not there, right? Yes, he is. He is in this mo- – he's, he's in not the, in the motorcade. He's in the next motorcade, I believe, the next car. Oh. I think he was there. He got sworn in at Parkland Hospital. I thought he was on a plane when he got sworn okay, in. Okay, he got – on that airplane that they landed there. He was there. He's a Texas senator – the governor of Texas was there. It's a Texas event. Yeah, but still, this was taken from Parkland Hospital. That's LBJ. Yeah, he was there at the hospital. He knew it was going to happen. I'm telling you, I'm sure he did. But how do you keep your? How, I mean, how do you keep your cool? He's a slime ball. Knowing that that's about to happen. He's a slime ball. He knew that. I would have been ducking though. I would have been prematurely ducking. He wasn't in the same plant. The same. I know, but like shit happens. Well, he probably didn't know exactly the same time. They didn't. They didn't say, "Hey, LBJ, once you sit down here, we're gonna go over the plans with this." You're just saying that he probably knew that he was gonna die. In- he 
Fort Worth, he he knew his time was coming. Let me just say that, I think. And, yes, I don't know any inside deal. I do know this, and I've known this for my uh, since I was a little kid. Sam Rayburn was outside of Wichita Falls on the lake when with LBJ when they got a call from John F. Kennedy asking if he would be the vice president. Right. And he turned him down. Hung up the phone. Sam Rayburn told him, he said, listen, that little Catholic bastard will never be president of this country. He'll ne- it won't last very long. Take that job and you'll be president before he's ever gets done. Now, how true that is, I have no idea. It's what you heard forever. I have heard that my whole life because it was a bunch of Wichita Falls people that were there. Well, what's crazy is like, it's kind of like the 9-11 uh, driver's license. That's the bullet that they're saying is that they found. I guess. Totally intact. Oh, do what now? Yeah, that's the bullet. That's the magic bullet that they just magically found on like the gurney of JFK. (laughs) I did not know that. Yeah, you've never heard of the magic bullet theory? So for the shot count to match up, this one bullet had to do all of this. It had to... Hit JFK right here in low, what's that, arm, right armpit. It has I think to, Connolly it, got shot by a different gun. I mean, a different time. You it see, has to then, no, for all the bullets, for everything to match up. How many times did Lee Harvey Oswald shoot? I don't know that, but for the shot count, I can look that up in a minute. I'm just telling you, for the shot count to add up, this one bullet has to hit him, has to hit JFK in the right armpit, hit his chest bone, come up to his throat, then it has to take a right-hand turn, and it's got to enter Conley's back right there. It's got to hit Con, got to come out of Conley, hit him in the wrist, and then it's got to settle into his left thigh for the shot count to add up. So, how many times did Lee Harvey Oswald shoot supposedly? You're asking me questions that I got to go look up. Those are called ladies' questions. They ask questions nobody else can ever answer. I think he shot. Six times. I, I have no idea. He was using just a damn uh, I think, um, a deer rifle, a bolt action, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. How many shots did Oswald fire? Survey says. Not going to give me an answer. Uh, Why does it do that? I wonder why the government still's covering this shit up because everybody involved is dead. I mean, we all know the CIA did the shit. No, well, obviously people are not dead. Otherwise, they wouldn't uh, continue to uh, block this. Nineteen sixty three is when it happened. That's thirty seven, sixty years ago. So anybody past the eight that was involved with that that was over the age of thirty is ninety. I'm still going to say six. Uh, the God damn, I hate this. I don't know why I can't ever just get a fucking straight ass answer. Like four. That's what, that's what I'm looking for here. Like, why does it always take so fucking hard? Um, So you're telling me you can't just get an answer on that? Fucking answer. I've got to read fucking. 
The Warren Commission was never able to determine where Oswald bought his 38 special. I don't give a fuck about any of that. It claimed that he fired four and possibly five shot. It's J.D. Trippett. I think that's the officer. Uh, 11 unfired rifle rounds were turned into the police. Three live, 38. I don't give a fuck about his 38. I want to know the rifle. Motherfucker. Give me a second here. Uh, one is an oversight, not five. What the fuck? Like, just give me a straight answer. Fire all. Three shots. Just got it. The official Warren Commission inquiry into the shooting concluded the following year that Oswald was a lone gunman who fired three shots with a Karen Co. M91 38 bolt action rifle in 8.3 seconds. He shot three times in 8.3 seconds. Yes. One, one hit. So here's, if you watch the video, which I'll pull it up in just a second, Jay, a shot rings out because everybody in the car looks. Then JFK gets hit in the throat. And then there's the one fatal shot that, you know, blows the side of his head off. Right? Yeah. I know you don't like watching die- people die, but we can pull up the Zapruder film. They say his first shot missed. Yes, because you, if you look at JFK, like he goes from waving to kind of like, what the fuck was that? And then he brings his arms up because he got hit in the throat. And then it... But that doesn't account for the pictures that I showed you earlier. He got hit here. He got hit here. Conley got hit in the wrist. Got hit in the upper thigh. And then they find the bullet on JFK's gurney. Hey, someone just dropped off. Same guy that dropped Muhammad's Air Force or like, license off at I mean, the Pentagon. We've been around bullets, not so much rifles. But if one bullet did all of that, well, I like, thought, they, I thought gonna, they dug it out of what's his name's leg. Is it going to come out looking pristine? I thought they dug it out of his leg. Mm-hmm. Why would the bullet that's in Connolly end up in JFK's gurney? I don't know. I'll have to see where they found. Now, in uh, in the movie, they find it on the gurney. Well, JFK's gurney or Connolly's gurney? Connolly didn't die, did he? Well, he got shot last. If you're telling me this magic bullet went all through JFK and then went into Connolly and then ended up in a gurney with Robert F. Kennedy, so it went all through him, went to him, and then come back to JFK. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The magic bullet JFK. Pretty sure they found it on a gurney. I know in the Oliver Stone movie they did. Uh, was introduced. I wonder if I can trust Wikipedia to explain this. Well, I'm sure it's all been gone through anyways, but there got to be an answer. Uh, no, but I just need to know where they found it. I don't give a shit about any of the other stuff. Uh, they're likely struck by the same bullet. Uh, I just need to find it. Three shots rang out, two two bullets stuck the president, one wounded Governor Conley after the report was written, FBIC, the official autopsy, indicated the bullet struck in the back, exited the throat. 
we can watch the video real quick and see when uh see when Conley reacts. Yeah, we'll do that real quick. Look up the Zapruder film. Yes, I wish to proceed. Yes, I still wish to proceed. This version tracks the limousine and maintains President Kennedy and Governor Connolly at center frame. This version is only in slow motion. So that's the first shot. He's looking around. No, it comes after this. Right here. Okay. Okay, so Connolly did react. Or I wonder if Connolly got hit right there. Or is yeah, Conley's hurt. He's hurt. Or is he just scared that a shot just rang out? No, he's hurting. And then here comes the fatal blow. Oof. Well, no, I don't know. Conley crashed in too. Jackie never did. No, they didn't hit her. They locked her. No, but what I'm saying is, like, she doesn't never react. She goes back to get his head. Yeah, yeah. She goes to scoop up his brains. Okay, go back and do it again. Because if you look right here, Conley's acting weird. Now watch this Nick shot. When the when the big shot hits him, he fucking folds up like a, he's hurt. He's already shot. And nice shot again. So that one got <clears throat> Conley there too. But here's the thing: it blows Kennedy's brains backwards, but Conley right. got hit from the back. I think what they say what happened it was kind of a glancing blow. Is what they? Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, but it's, that's the side. That's like this part of his head. Right? That's like his temple. Yeah, if it hit him there, it wouldn't hit Conley. Also, had to be separate shots. I wonder if Conley was a uh, target. Also, like that just doesn't. That's one that put him out. Well, yeah, permanently. But like, it seems like it hit right here. Yeah, it does look that way. Like not back here. Which I don't know. Like they've done a bunch of tests, like shooting, uh, shooting rifle rounds through but like you, gel you, and stuff like that. But do you trust anybody that's done anything that's well, on no, this? Of course not. That's what I'm saying. So who knows? But I mean, you know, it just like that's a lot of wounds to make up for. That's not one bullet. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's a lot. The one and, hit him in the head. If it was if it was shot from the front, which it would have been from where Oswald sat from the um, book store. No, he was behind him. He was behind him. Yeah, shot him going away. I thought he shot him coming at him. No. No. I thought when they went around the bend, he shot him. He was shooting at him when they were going away. Hmm. Well, then why does Kennedy's head pop back like he got shot in the front? I'm positive that he shot. Uh, JFK. It would have blown his brain matter to the back where she had to get it if he got shot from the front. It was from the back. I mean, from the. It wouldn't have been from the. It wouldn't have been from the back because if it had done that, it'd have blown the brain matter and shit on top of Connolly. Yeah, see. She yeah, coming right going, at him. No, going away. They no, turned, that's going. No, that is going. So they turned on Houston Street. Turned away from Houston Street. 
and goes this way so that there is a perfect grassy knoll. Here's where the Zapruder film was taken. And the Zapruder film had JFK and them coming at him. If he got shot from the back, why does his brain matter blow backwards? He was shot from the front. But I think what they say is that it hit the side and it just kind of just goes everywhere. Well, I can see that too then. As I think what the is what Where's, they tried to where was where was the other where were the Cubans at that were shooting at him? Well, where are the, the train tracks at? The grassy knoll was here. Where's the train tracks? At? I don't know where the train track I've never heard of a train track. Oh, there's some train tracks with a bunch of Cubans on it. And they think they were shooting at him too. Where was John Denver at? Where was he shooting at him from? Right. Yeah, where was he at? Uh let's see. Ooh, that's a terrible picture. Yeah. Uh let's see what this has to say. Where's my grassy knoll? Maybe this one? I'm confused by that. Equally it bad. Looks like DFW. Yeah, it does. Let's see, grassy knoll. Is this going to show anything? Okay, yeah, so the grassy knoll's there. So the train tracks are right here. Isn't that train tracks? It looks like them, yes. Or an overpass, at least? Yeah, I think it's train tracks. Picket fence, Zapruder, Pergola, grassy knoll. Okay. Oswald. All right. Hold on, Andy. What does number one say over there? Nothing. That's just the route they took. One, two, turn. And then that's where he's hit for the first shot. And then they get underneath the intersection. If I was Oswald, I would have taken my shots right here. That would only made sense. Not when he's turned away. No. Unless I had buddies that it kind of made a, a triangular attack. That's what Kevin Costner says in JFK, Bob Oliver Stone. Very underrated movie. The last little bit is. The first part, I could take or leave. So then Lee Harvey Oswald leaves the bank depository, or the book depository, leaves, and then shoots a kid in South Oak Cliff on the streets. Uh, he goes to a movie theater. Kills a I cop. Know. Yeah. Cop pulls him over in South Oak Cliff, shot and clean, kills him. He goes in the movie theater, and then they pick him up. Right. And then Jack Ruby does the world a favor by shooting him to cover up all this shit. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the magic bullet. Perfectly, it's pristine. Made like fifteen, um, you know, fifteen wounds and. Go down the bottom was the CE three nine nine planted. Well, fuck yeah, it was planted. What is that? Oh, the bullet. Yeah. The cartridge or the. Uh... Yeah, but it was found. Go up a little bit. It was found on the stretcher. Where? Right there, the Parkland Hospital stretcher on which a bullet was found probably had nothing to do with the assassination telling you jeff i'm telling you some crazy shit happened that day the thing that helped them more than anything was there was three media outlets and that was it mm-hmm. and it was, back then you had some journalists that actually did their job yeah finally while conley was laying on the stretcher the bullet works its way out of his thigh and fell onto his to the stretcher so it was conley's stretcher that he was on 
entered President Kennedy's upper back, passed through his upper back and lower neck, comes out his throat just below his Adam's apple, entered John Conley's back close to his right armpit, passed through his body, smashing several inches of one rib, comes out the right side of his chest, passed through his right wrist, breaking his radius bone, embedded itself in his left thigh, and then later that day it works itself out and falls out on the stretcher. It's one fucking hellacious bullet. And it's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, what, what do you, you know, you've seen bullets that have gone through bone and cartilage and like that's gone through a lot of bone. Yeah. I, I mean, I gotta, I gotta think that, uh, you know, chest plates and, and ribs and shit don't just, just break too easily to where if it did all that, that it would just come out looking like, well, going like through it just fired going through Kennedy. It didn't go through any bones. Back here? Yeah. It went through his upper back. It went through his upper back and lower neck. It didn't hit a bone, I don't think. And come out the throat just below the Adam's apple. You can go through here and not hit nothing. I mean, there's just a spine. Right. I'll go with that. I mean, so I can see where it would not where it would not have slowed down much. But then it went through Conley's right armpit, passed through his body, smashing several inches of one rib, come out the right side of his chest, passing through his right wrist, breaking the radius bone. And then went in his left thigh. I just, I don't. It's got to take some wicked turns. I'm telling you. Going from going from JFK to Conley, I would believe. Like, yeah. That's not a hard. But that's coming not, out of Conley, I don't. And making all the turns. Yeah. That's where it gets a little interesting. And I don't know what the speed of a whatever kind of gun they, that he had back then was the bullet was going. But that's a. That's a, that's a lot of trajectory. I'm not even going to look this up. But if you get a chance, watch uh, JFK. The the way that they do the uh, the way Kevin caught. And I understand, you know, it's probably got a twist because it's Oliver Stone, as a matter of fact. But, yeah, I don't. You know, uh, another thing. But it is a very good movie scene. The Another thing about this whole deal is, is it's shed light on Robert Kennedy junior right now he's running for the democratic seat for a nomination for president he's not going to get it because they're going to screw him and they don't want him the democrats love the kennedys but they don't want him in politics and i've said that before but it's got to be some real balls on his part knowing that the government killed your uncle and knowing they killed your dad yeah because you spoke because they spoke out against things like he's doing yeah and i guess he thinks things are going to change they're not going to kill him well surely he's made it further already than i thought he would what do you mean? If you'd have told me this 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 game plan of his five years ago, I'd say I'd have to get rid of his ass before it ever gets to this. I didn't know who he was though, so I'm 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 not saying I I could I told you two years ago he's a dumb fool for doing they're gonna kill him. I'm just saying if you'd have told me his game plan a couple of years ago, I'd have said, Oh, that's some bitch will never make it this far. They'll get rid of his ass. Way too open. Yeah, they're gonna way that. too honest. Yes, they don't want that. Let's see what this does. I just I ooh. See if we can get any. These shows are real good, but there's 37 seconds of shit you want to watch and 10 minutes of bullshit. So that's the trajectory it takes, basically. Look how it just drops down, though. That's what gets me. Yeah, I know you're right, though. Like, there's a bunch of bullshit that you got to watch. Hands go up. Might ought to. Believers to suggest that the magic bullet hit Kennedy, then paused in midair before hitting Connolly. 
But Dale Myers is certain that Connolly and the conspiracists are wrong. I mean, you look at 223 to 240, and there is no other strong reaction of Connolly. I mean, the equivalent, which is easier to see in the computer animation, would be in this range right here. And you look at the jerking of the hand and the, the hat flipping up, the bulge of the coat. I mean, everything points to that single moment. Well, I didn't mean to turn down that much. That the only sudden erratic movement that Connolly makes with his entire torso. Critics of the single bullet theory argue the round must have curved in mid-flight in order to hit Connolly where it did. This belief is based on the assumed positions of the president and Governor Connolly. Here's the position that most critics have believed is the position that they were occupied at the time. Yeah, that would make sense. With Connolly directly in front of Kennedy. But that's not true. Actually, Connolly seated about six inches inboard and turned to his right. So it's not this, it's this. So you can see that any trajectory coming across the car this way is going to hit Conley precisely where he was hit. Now the other thing to keep in mind is that we look at it from the side here, a lot of people believe that they're seated at the same height here. But that's not true either because Conley is actually seated on a jump seat, which is positioned about three inches lower than Kennedy. So again, not here, here. Now you can take a trajectory line and you can see if we, t if we drag a trajectory line. Yeah, but that's not how it looks in the video. No. So I think he's assuming a lot of shit. I don't know. We'll never know. I was hoping that they would tell us one day, but they're going to continue to move the goalpost on us. Unfortunately. What 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 is to gain? By what? Keeping but, it under wraps? And what is to gain by telling everybody? Either way. Well, I don't really think that there is a positive unless you are an administration that wants extreme honesty and truth out of well i think out the, of what your the administration, Biden administration is. is not those well i mean yeah i mean why didn't trump release it trump had the same authority i, I don't know so i mean i can understand why obama and bush and it's a you were too close to you know it's you're a only, year deal you're only 30 years removed in the 90s so i can understand why the clintons did it they're wanting, they're you know, they're wanting to protect their buddies. I think it's a sixty-year deal, and we're at sixty years. No, it was supposed to release a long time ago. A long time ago, I think it was even supposed to release like during Obama's administration. Yeah, I don't know why they don't do that. They're, they're, I understand them covering up stuff if it pertains to national security. This don't pertain to national security. It pertains to to uh, us believing the CIA's. How dirty your shit is. That that's um, why they don't want to cover it up. I'm saying I'm saying I understand why if we've got some kind of nuclear suitcases that we can go and blow up a city, why they don't tell everybody about that shit. I understand that. And I understand why they're covering this shit up because they're crooked as fuck all of them involved. I do. But this here is not gonna make a hill of beans to nobody right now. Nobody uh, trusts the government anyways. Yeah, but I think it would I think it would squash the remaining few that do trust the government. Under the 1992 President John F. Kennedy Assassination Record Collection Act, all assassination records should have been publicly disclosed within 25 years or by 2017. So, yeah, I'm like you, why didn't Trump release all that shit? I would have dropped it all out there. I don't know.
and then they just delayed the release of uh, even more last year or just a couple months ago. So we'll I think, never know. I think if we really knew about the people running our country, we would all be really ashamed. I want to know still to this day, and and everybody wants to know, I want to know why not one person off the Epstein list is there. I mean, it just amazes me how they can go after Trump with all the shit they've done, but Merrick Garland and them can't, and, and, and Bill Barr could not release one name of someone that's on that list from Epstein Island. Just one person. Well, there's too many. It would be too damaging to national security on the Epstein stuff. Yeah. So the if, reason they're not releasing so if Oprah this. Winfrey's on there, that's going to be damaging to national yeah. security. How is that? You would realize that all your, all of your, all the institutions of, of the government are corrupt and in on this. Just like Tech said, it's it's a big gotcha moment. What, what do you think about the the rumors that Taylor Swift is a satanic? It's one of the big things going around right now. I don't know. I don't know anything. I've never met her. I don't know nothing about the lady, and I don't listen to her music. And all I know, she gets broke. For a rich lady, she sure gets dumped a bunch. It sounds like we got her music. Yeah. But. Made her millions. Do you Would you be surprised if she's in a satanic cult? No. See, I wouldn't either. I think a lot of those people sell their souls to the devil. Maybe. But I don't know. It's a check that she's not going to have to worry about cashing for a while. Maybe. Well, if she is, eternity is not going to be very fun for her. Maybe she doesn't believe in that sort of thing. Well, I'm sure she doesn't. But as someone that believes, I think she's going to rot in hell. Right. If she does, do you not believe that? That's what scripture would say. I'm asking you what you think. Well, I believe most of what Scripture says. So, yeah, you're 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 evading the answer here. I'm not evading the answer. You're not giving a clear answer. You keep saying what well, what Scripture says. I'm asking you, mm-hmm. what is your opinion on someone that's a devil worshiper? Where they're, they're going to reside when they die? They get to go hang out with their man. That's what I think so too. But I don't. Know, maybe she maybe she figured out how to renege on the devil. I don't know. Renig on the devil. Yeah, huh? like you know, we'll renegotiate this. Here I don't think he's a uh, negotiator. Probably a hard line bargain kind of guy. I think if you sell your soul to the devil, you're bought and paid for. You're done. You can't change your mind. Really? I think so. I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, that goes back to that one thing. Like you know, people talk about it and all, but I, I, maybe I'm just maybe we're not making that many waves. I've never been approached by anybody. Is uh, or or is the devil? Uh, you know, George Soros, or do you think like the actual? devil comes to your door and is like hey here's your pen right there i don't know i think that um or is it uh, or is it a shapeshifter does a shapeshifter show up to your door i don't think that's happening dress like the devil i think or, or, or you don't know he's the devil i think jesus and i think the devil both live inside of you and i think they both trying their game to get you well I'm the wrong person that you should have you should have brought that up with Tex because no, but I want a regular person's opinion. But I don't think I think Tex said that both can't reside in you. You got that's what he said. So I think there's a voice in you that says to do stupid shit, <laughs> and sometimes it's a whole lot more fun to listen to that one. It is the good one. Do you not think so? Yeah. Uh, who was it? Somebody said the line between good and evil is drawn through everybody's heart. I think it might have been Dostoevsky. You know how easy it would be to be a Christian if you heard that loud, booming voice? Right. I mean, that would all answer. If God come out just loud, booming, says, Would you if, believe it? If though? you don't listen to me, you're going to hell. Would yeah, you I think I would. Though? I think I would. Yes. I don't know. Not the one that lives inside of you, that voice, but an actual voice you heard. If he told you that stuff, 
you would you would I think you would believe it. It was Dostoevsky, or no, it was Solzhenitsyn in the Gulag Archipelago. The line between good and evil is drawn through every man's heart. I think there's a lot of truth to that for sure. He was wise. He was a wise man, but I don't know. But yeah, I've always wondered that. Like, who wasn't? There was another one that said he was a famous guy. I can't remember who he is right now, but he was a nobody until. Fuck, who was that? Was he in the Rolling Stones? Um. Anyway, supposedly he makes this deal, and then he gets all of the earthly treasures. What's his name? Was it Keith Richard? No, I don't think so. Famous singers who made Oh, he wasn't a singer. Deal with devil. Uh Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan was the guy. Not a Bob Dylan guy. Well But I mean to each his own. A lot of people like him. I'm just not a big fan. He's got that one song. Wagon Wheel? No, not that one. Strange Rainy Day Woman. Siri. Uh, he talks about it actually. About selling his soul. Yeah. You're still out here doing these songs. You know, you're still on tour. I do, but I don't take it for granted. Why do you still do it? Why are you still out here? Well, it goes back to the destiny thing. I mean, I made a tough bargain with it. You know. Long time ago, and I'm holding up my hand. What was your bargain? To get where um, I am now. Should I ask who you made the bargain with? <laughs> with, 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 you know, with the chief, uh, chief commander. On this earth. <laughs> and this earth, and then, uh, and then in a world we can't see. Bob Dylan has been nominated. Hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, he basically outlined it there for you. This is my end of the bargain. Did he play forever? Is he still playing? Well, I mean, you would know more about Bob Dylan than I would. I've never I mean, listened. Did he, I was did, never a big Bob Dylan fan. But was there ever like a running joke of like, oh, Bob Dylan's still kicking, still mm, still on tour? I don't think so. Oh. See if he's still alive. I think he is. Uh, yeah, he's 82. $500 million net worth. From Bemidji, Minnesota, isn't he? Dil- uh, he's born in Duluth, so I'm sure he was right around there. I think, he's fr- I think he grew up in Bemidji. Hmm. He's a... I was never a big Bob Dylan fan, but he's wrote a lot of music and a lot of people like him. But I was just never a Bob Dylan guy. I can't even tell you. I guess Rainy... What's his number one hit of all time? I'm about to look it up. I think it's Rainy Day Woman. Bob Dylan, like a rolling stone, tangled up in blue, don't think twice, it's all right, that's the one that I like, knocking on heaven's door, I didn't realize he wrote that, shelter from the storm, the times they are a-changing, hurricane, knocking on heaven's door. Knocking on heaven's door would be his greatest song ever, probably. The old hippies really liked him. I was just never a Dylan fan. It was like a rolling stone. Yeah. He's not my kind of music. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, I've just never was a Bob Dylan guy. 
That was a weird time in America, though. Yeah. Like, you could get around with that kind of music, and it'd be called good. You got a good point. That was a time when our country was so divided. I think it's a lot like it is now. Politics, military, uh, just the whole thing. Everything was just really split. A lot of hatred. Um, all over Vietnam and a lot just of Vietnam the and all the, just everything and all these people. I think we had a lot of kids that grew up with a guilt complex in during the sixties. I think so. I think a lot of those kids uh, were baby boomer kids, and then they'd see the kids that didn't have the stuff they had, and it was a they'd go to Hat Ashbury and they do all that shit. I just, I don't understand what happened, where we went to, where all these kids were going to California being dumbasses. Well, they've, I've told you, you just don't listen to me. Well, enlighten me again. Their dad saw, uh, you know, incredible hardships, and he raised his kids with uh, 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 an iron fist, and they wanted to break away from that cookie-cutter life, so they went to join the hippie movement. And a lot of the hippie union was a bunch of kids that had guilt for the kids that didn't have nothing, and then they thought they were... It was think, just a fucked up world. I think they were too sheltered. And the sad thing is, in California, you had a lot of really uber-wealthy kids at that time that were hanging out with all these poor kids that were funding all that shit. And then you had the CIA and the uh, MK Ultra giving them fucking shit like that. I mean, it was just a fucked up time. You know, back in those days, did you know that the governor of California and the director of the FBI were working to eliminate all that stuff? Hey, Dashbury? All that stuff. No, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, they had a lot of, you know, the police were really cracking down on that stuff. The 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 L.A. Sheriff's Department was pretty crooked also. Well, yeah. Well, big time crooked. Suppressed evidence on all the Manson shit. They've suppressed evidence on everything. Well, the Manson thing was a big thing. <clears throat> I don't think, I think if you're going to take a poll, I don't think the L.A. Uh, police Department is going to get... You know, when you're trusted. The sheriff's the department was more crooked than the LA city cops. <clears throat> really? Yeah, but they they um they suppressed a lot of evidence on the Charles Manson. A lot of evidence. They 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 should have had that thing figured out in in two days who did the killings. Still well, I guess they said that Charles Manson told him to do it, but I still don't know why he got the sentence that he did. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Why? What do you think they should have done to him? He didn't kill him. Yeah, he did too. He shot a shot a black drug dealer, and he, he didn't kill the people. He he walked out of the house and told him to finish the deal. He wasn't there that night. He was in the La, La Bianca's house or the other one. One of them oh, houses he house? went to. <clears throat> That's what they got him for. He, they didn't get him for anything. No, tied he was to all Sharon Tate. No, nah, he was. It was the whole thing. Conspiracy to commit murder is what I think they ended up arresting him on. But he went to. I think it was the La Bianca's house. One of the other houses is yeah. the people they killed. He was at La He Bianca's. went in there and he left and told him I did. Now, when you read that chaos book, it says there was a gay guy that was the house that was the owner of the house that Sharon Tate and them lived in. If I'm if I'm I've read two or three books since then. I can't remember all my details. But Sharon Tate and them lived, her and Roman Polanski lived in this house that this gay guy owned, and he was in the scene. Supposedly, supposedly the guy that owned the house heard noises that morning and said that Charles Manson's voice was one of them. And Charlie Manson went over and moved them bodies. And they arranged, they, they, they drugged right. Sharon Tate outside on the porch or something with a blood trail and stuff. And Tex Watson and them, when he was in court, 
He said that they left, they shot him there. Someone moved the bodies after the murders. And there was a guy that oh. was in, there was a, she was, she was found on the couch. Okay. He killed her. So she was not on the couch when he killed her or something. There's a, the bodies had been moved from what Tex Watson's statement was to where they actually were found the next day. They think Charles Manson went to the house with someone else and moved the bodies around. There was a CIA agent that passed away and I can't think of his name now, but he was involved with, with this cover up of some sort. He was a, he was a well-connected guy in LA and he was friends with these people, but he was involved in this. And so was Terry Melcher, who was uh, Doris Day's son. Yeah, there's only one that's outside, but I don't know who that is. Because, yeah, Tate and... Uh, uh, the, uh, the the hair guy, Sebring. Yeah, they're there. That's them. And then they were, like, tied up with phone cord. Right. Then you got the one guy that was killed in the car. That was just some poor fucking kid that was visiting the guy who lived there, and they shot him in the fucking head. Oh, really? I think so, or stabbed him. I think they shot him. And then how many people died that night? Um, it, I, that's, only, that's only... Jay Sebring. Two. And the, the hot chick, what's her name? Fol- Sharon were, Tate. I know And then Folger Abigail died. Folgers and that the Polish kid that she was with. Right. Died. And then... uh. That well, kid at the door, five, five kids. Well, and I'm going to tell you what, things. Abigail Folger was a big-time fucking liberal. Really? Big, oh, yeah, big-time liberal. Rich girl, you know, had given things her whole life, and she was a big-time liberal. Which doesn't mean that she deserved that. That's not what I'm it's getting what I'm, at. That's what I'm waiting for. No, she didn't deserve that. I'm just saying she was a big-time. She was real staunch on the, um, the Black Panther movement and anti-government and all kinds of shit. Because, yeah, it, it said uh, he was there for the LaBianca murder. Now, supposedly, and this is a big supposedly, the people that killed, the the, the Charlie's kids, we'll call them, that killed them, <clears throat> they did not know Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski lived at that house, supposedly. Right. They thought Terry Melcher still lived there, and, t- and, and he was pissed at Terry Melcher because Terry Melcher reneged on a record contract for him. Right. Yeah. And they say that that's one of Brian Wilson's big, uh, one of his big demons he had when he died was that he never got past all that. Because he wasn't there or what? No, oh. he was involved. He he was re- responsible for some of Charles Manson being around those people. You know how he met Charles Manson? <clears throat> Party, wasn't it? No. One of Charlie's girls, girls that prostituted and did shit, was hitchhiking home one day, and Terry Melcher, or uh, Brian Wilson picked him up and gave him a ride. And took him to their house and banged one of them, I guess. Oh. And told the girl to come around sometime. So she goes back to the to the that ranch, the spawn ranch, and tells Charlie about she met this guy, wealthy guy that's got this house on the beach or wherever the hell they lived at. So Brian Wilson goes somewhere and he comes home one day and there's sixty people in his fucking house. <laughs> and Charlie Manson gets down and kisses him on his feet. Starts talking to him and shit. Well, then he started hanging out with them. And they said them guys stunk like oh, crazy. Sure. And those girls too, but th- 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 those those girls would Charlie would send them to have sex with different people. They were also sleeping with a, a motorcycle gang, and they had gotten a big falling out and shootout over that over some LSD and stuff. But that's how they got involved with Brian Wilson. They started going to the house. Then he couldn't get rid of them, and it was so bad that he just moved out, let them stay there, <laughs> and let the people that owned the house have to figure out how to get rid of them. 
Yeah. Can you imagine how bad? I mean, they're homeless in LA, summertime. They got to just fucking stink. Kasabian heard horrifying sounds and moved toward the house from her position in the driveway. Yeah, one of them was stabbed 51 times. The 70s, you know, for as bad as the 70s were, if if I could go for like three days, that'd probably be where I'd go. Be interesting to see a lot of that culture, wouldn't it? See the hippie movement. Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't want to be there for long, though. No. What I meant was hypothetically be able to come there and just come right back, but to see some of the stuff. I don't want to see much of the... Maybe in like two days. I don't want to see all the colonial shit. I don't, I mean, I I don't. I I go there for like an afternoon and then come right back. (laughs) But but I would love to see the Gilded Age and I would love to see uh, the 1950s, early 50s with the cars and all. just all the, I, I just think it would be a really interesting time. Plus, I want to see if people were as polite as I think they is that this history makes them seem to be like from those times, right? Because history makes everything out like everybody was respectful and stuff, and you know it couldn't have been that way. He was five two. Oh, he was a little fucker, little fella. Five two, and everybody loved him. Charismatic as hell. Uh, not everybody loved him. Yeah, Tate's didn't. Roman Polanski probably doesn't. Roman Polanski's a real piece of shit. I himself. meant his followers. Oh, they bought into him left and right. They thought he was Jesus. He He told him he was. But he was also giving him LSD. Yeah. Easy to dupe him then. It really be, I think it would really scare us to know how much the CIA was involved in all that shit. Depends on how much of that chaos book you believe. If you read a lot of it and you believe a lot of it, you believe that they were knee deep in it. And that's why they didn't stop him from being that stuff. Did he talk about the kid that was murdered in that chaos book? The one on the front porch? No, his the parents, driveway. Parents went to like a bar, I think, if I remember it from the interview. Oh, the little girl. Parents went to like a bar, and then the little girl yeah, in abducted. Austin, Texas. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know what the guy's name was that killed her? Shaver. Wasn't yeah, it? it was Shaver. Yeah, I think we've talked about it on here. Yeah, we have. But and then like he wakes up and doesn't remember anything. Experiment gone bad. Because he was a straight laced guy, I think. I think he was like in the military, and he like, was an army kid or something. They had on, him on the, the straight and narrow, and. You think John Denver was really an army sniper? No, not at all. He he hung out with the Beach Boys, too. No. Sorry to say. So you don't believe any of that? That John Denver? No. John Denver was no. a sniper. I didn't say killed John F. Kennedy. I said, do you believe he was a sniper in the army? That's what I said. Um, no. No. I don't. And I don't think anybody does, really. Sniper... John Denver once served as a United States Army sniper in Vietnam. So you don't think he was a sniper? Oh, that's in Snopes. Snopes is, but can we believe Snopes? No, probably not. So see there, that's the thing. You're in. Was this, he in the army though? I bet everybody was. I bet he was, hundred percent. Uh, was John Denver a sniper? Yeah, I don't know. I think the only person that's going to weigh in on this is like Snopes. Yeah. So that's an interesting story though, about John Denver and killing himself by flying his plane with no gas in it. Must've known the Clintons. Yeah. No shit. Seventies outspoken in politics. He expressed his ecological interest was critical of the Reagan administration and remained active in his campaign against hunger. And 
Reagan awarded Denver the Presidential World Without Hunger Award, 1987. That doesn't sound made up. I don't know what does. Um, I don't know. Maybe he wasn't in the Army. I don't know. I don't know either, but that's another one of those deals. I don't know. What's really funny is how many of those people are interconnected to each other you find out later about. What do you mean? Just how they're all just intertwined. Oh. You see where one of your 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 actor you like that's got all the fucking little kids? Who? Oh. They've De, all got little kids. De Niro. Uh-huh. Did you see where one of his sons died? The grandson. Yeah. He's in deep mourning. Deep he, mourning. I think it was a fentanyl deal, too, probably. Really? I, did, I don't. It's just kind of been between the lines, accidental overdose type deal, I think. It's too bad. Another life taken too soon. John Denver was born in Roswell, New Mexico. Maybe he's an alien, Jeff. I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. That I didn't, that's, an alien sniper that killed it's just JFK. A, it's just amazing how somebody's name like that gets brought into the deep, you know, of the conspiracy theories. But maybe that's the thrill of it is like just take something that's so out of left field and try to make it a reality. What's your thoughts on the Denver airport? Uh, I've not seen any. I've been there a couple times. I've never seen anything weird. I've looked around every time I've been there. Yeah. I don't know if I'm not in the right terminal or what, but I see pictures online. But if you believe what they say, it's this big place for the new world order. But I've not been, I've not been able to find anything. The any fed- hard evidence. And the federal government made them build that. Oh. It passed. It got voted down a couple of times by their city council and the federal government made them step in and do it. Because they had Stapleton Airport, which was downtown, that everybody liked. Right. And the government made them build this Said, and this no, no, huge come deal. On and do this. Yeah. Again, who trusts the government? Right. So it's another one of those things. How you know which way do you go? Who do you like? Believe? I've told you before. When it's my time to go, I hope I go in the first blast. Yeah. I don't want to live through all this shit. Don't don't make me hang around. No. Nope. Just hope I don't see Bob Dylan where I end up at. Might be the last thing you see. Mm. I don't even like his music. Do you think that would be a bad place to tame? I was not a big fan. You're not going to see Bob Dylan. Did you? Who are you saying, Bob Dylan or John Denver? Bob Dylan. Yeah, you're not going to. You're not going. He's going to go. I said I hope I'd go to a different place than he goes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's hell. Bob Dylan on loop. Oh shit. Oof. Mm. No offense, but I wouldn't want to have listen to nobody on loop forever. Even your boy Luke Combs. No, but I sure do like Luke Combs. He's really good. Seems he like is. a good dude too. He's good. He's got a great voice. Yeah. Really good guys. I don't want to know much about him because he'll probably turn out to be a dick like the rest of them. But every time I really like someone, they turn out to be somebody that just don't, just all fucking liberals. Don't get involved in politics. No, and that's not hard to do if you're a singer. I don't get it. They find a way to fuck it up. Like Garth Brooks. If he was a stock, it would be going way down right now. So that guy was saying that he was... Off center. I just don't see him being off center right there. Looks like he's sitting at the same fucking part of the seat that the other guy is. Maybe a little lower, but definitely not way to the left. I don't know. That one's a hard one for me to grasp. I knew a, I knew a girl when I was in college. Or, well, yeah, I knew a girl. And her sister. I knew her sister, too. Her sister worked for an ad agency in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And they had they had doing trying to get people to come to Dallas to do things. And she came up with the best slogan. I'll never forget this, but they wouldn't, they couldn't do it. It says, We shoot more than presidents in DFW. We shoot movies. <laughs> That's a tough one. She told me that years ago at their office. I said, That's pretty good. Mm. She goes, We just can't do that. Well, she goes, I think it's really good. I said, I think it's damn good. Mm. Yeah, that's tough. That was a sad day for America right there. That was a, 
I would say outside of Pearl Harbor, that and 9-11, probably the three biggest ones in the last hundred years. As far as what? It's just just hit, hit America in the gut. Oh. That's more than the space shuttle. Yeah. I mean, he was really, you know, it's funny. We talk about politics, how divisive we are. John F. Kennedy was a 50% president, too. He was right at the 50, 51, 52% mark getting voted in. I think most elections are. We've had, well, Reagan won by a whole, whole bunch. I think the majority, the vast majority of American elections are 50-50. Like 52 to 48 or something? Yeah. Because he was, and if they wouldn't have cheated in Texas, he wouldn't have been president. Uh, 10 closest. I don't care about that. I just wanted to see how many are really close to 50 50. It's not going to tell me it's going to make me buy it. I'm not doing that. There's not very many presidents have had over a 60% margin. Mm -hmm. Even dipshit Obama was probably about 55 or 56%. Right. John F.K., Richard Nixon. JFK, Richard Nixon. Kennedy won the popular vote by less than 120,000 votes out of 68.8 million votes cast. So that was a close one. Garfield, Hancock, Bush, Gore, Hayes, Tilden, John Quincy Adams, Andrew Jackson. So they're mostly close. Well, it had been easy to cheat on election a long time ago. Well, it looked like it was now, so who knows? Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. We got a busy two weeks ahead of us. Check us out on Patreon, the Big Honker Podcast page. Our YouTube channel, the Big Honker Podcast on YouTube. We will have season three or season two of the first family of Waterfowl will be released on July 20th. What else you got over there, young man? That's it. Sounds like you need to go take a nap. I'm tired. I can tell. Tired, tired, tired. Fourth of July wore you out. All right. Thank y'all for listening to us. God bless y'all and have a good day. Go check out all of our sponsors. Go check out Double T British Kennels, Mossberg, Hemp Hill Farms, Sandfield Outfitters, Alpha Outdoor Specialties, Ducks Unlimited, Lucky Duck, Looking Glass Podcast, Shin Gear, Dirty Duck Coffee, Dive Bomb Industries, I hope to see you at Squad Fest, Pacific Calls, and Boss Shot Shelves.